Welcome to Intersect, where church meets culture. I'm Josh Desch, pastor of Community and Discipleship at Northeast Presbyterian Church in Columbia, South Carolina. And I am joined, as always, by my lovely wife, the mirthful Betsy. Betsy, are you full of mirth today? I love that. I I, I hope so. Just, I, I want to be. Just say the word mirth. Mirth. It's a, it's a lovely word. It's a holiday word. It's a great word. And it describes you as well. Thank you. You are full of mirth, my love. That's that's very kind okay, of you. Okay, well. I doubt you would say that about me at all times, though. Not at all times, no. <laughs> not at all times. Okay, so we're living in an overstressed culture, right? Everybody yes. knows that. Yes. Here is the title of the episode for today, Overstressed and Underquiet. Mm. Okay? Overstressed and underquiet. We are living in a stressed out time. We are living in a time with lots of noise. A lot of people... They would say solitude. What's solitude? I don't yes. know. I don't know what that is. What do you yes. mean? Quiet? No noise? What? So we are living in a high anxiety, uh, high noise filled time um, in human history, and so we've got a lot of interesting things we want to talk about today. We want to talk to you about people in South Korea who are paying money to put themselves in prison. What? This is true. We want to talk to you about the new phenomena of mindfulness. Hmm which I keep seeing, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably been on The View like 20, 25 times and, sure. you know, every every magazine, let's talk about mindfulness. And we also want to talk about 21 Pilots mm-hmm. and their monster international hit, Stressed Out. But before we get there, Bets, can you tell our audience about the Intersect Instagram account? Yeah, we would love for any of our listeners who are on uh, Instagram to come find us. Our handle is at Intersect Podcast. Um, we don't post all the time, but we do try to post some interesting things. Uh, for example, Josh and I went to a fabulous lunch the other day after church, and um, this was just Southern barbecue comfort food at its best. I think I had the best beef brisket and the best fried okra that I've ever had. Yes. It was truly a little hole in the wall, and it lived up to the reputation of holes in the wall that make amazing yeah, food. And the reputation of Yelp, which is... Yeah. Thanks, Yelp. They've never led us astray so far. Yes. So, we so love, come find us. Yeah, come find us. Come check out. We come also look at that food that we posted. Look at the food. Um, you know, we also preview future episodes. We'd love to have you uh, check out our Instagram account. Hey, Bets, have you listened to the song Stressed Out by yes. 21 Pilots? Yes, I am familiar with that song. Okay. Well, did you know that the song Stressed Out, if you go to YouTube, the video for that song has 1.58 billion views? That's nuts. That's a billion with a B. That's crazy. That is a lot of views. Have you watched the video? I have not watched the video. Okay. You need to watch the video. We will link to the video on the show notes for this episode. But the video is fascinating because the song is about, uh, really, I don't want to grow up is kind of the theme of the song. And here's how the chorus goes. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when a mama sang us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. Mm. Now we're stressed out. Man, that was so good. That was awesome, wasn't it? <laughs> That's going to be a cover. So the video is these three dudes, you know, they're obviously in their 20s, um, and they are sort of reenacting their childhood. They're driving, they're riding on big wheels. Oh, those are a lot of fun. They're sipping Capri Sun. So are they adult-sized big wheels? No, they're just, I think they fit Like on the, the knees are out to the side yeah, and they can are, barely pedal? Exactly. Oh, wow. And they're... I would buy you know, an adult big wheel. Those the, are fun. Yeah, they're they're doing all this kid stuff. Mm. And the point of the song is, uh, basically, 
man, wasn't life so much easier when we were kids mm. and now we have to adult? Yes. The verb. Yeah. To adult. Yeah. Are you adulting today? You know, in other <laughs> words, are you acting like an adult? And the song is about, man, wasn't life so much easier before we had to adult, before we had to grow up and take responsibility? And we just wish we were back in the days when our moms sang us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of stress in um, the world that we live in now. I know that song in the middle references student loans. And um, if you think about all the different things that people are stressed out about, it probably depends on your age. For the teens, they're stressed about grades and um, GPAs and SAT scores and, and social you move up. media. Social media, you sure. move up. There's student loans, there's uh, securing a job, maybe um, getting a mortgage. You know, it. we do live in a world with a lot of stressors. Yeah, and so in many ways, that song is kind of like an anthem for, you know, the younger generation. And a lot of times millennials are are hit on for various things. But I think it's an objective fact that millennials are graduating with more student debt, entering into a hard economy. Mm-hmm. And plus, there's just the pressures of social media and relationships and all of this stuff. So the point is, there's a lot of stress in our culture. And of course, that's not just millennials. That's everybody. That's right. Now, this is a side note, but um, as I've said before, I'm a step aerobics instructor. And this song, the first time I heard it was on a body step release. Now, body step, the songs are all sped up into like what I call chipmunk speed. Yeah. So the song is already about being stressed out. And then you hear it at chipmunk speed. You will get really stressed out. It's just like this thing where you're like, ah. (laughs) It makes you want to panic. (laughs) Yeah. Or do do step aerobics, one of the two. Yes. Yeah. So, so anyway, that song is a very interesting window into the reality that uh, we live in a very stressed out culture. There's actually lots of studies out there that talk about rising rates of anxiety, depression. I mean, you can just Google that and find dozens and dozens of studies right. that talk about, particularly among younger people, the rates of stress. So mm-hmm. I think it's pretty much a fact. We live in an overstressed culture. Let's, bets. let me tell you about what's going on in this one part of South Korea. Okay. So here was the headline of an article in the Atlantic magazine, a weekend in a prison cell to escape modern life. So in Hongqin, South Korea, I'm sure I said that wrong, people are paying to be locked up for the weekend in a place that's called Prison Inside Me. Hmm. Okay. Now, I have the pictures printed, printed out in front of me and in front of Betts so we can actually look. We'll, we'll link to this article. Mostly, it's not really an article. It's mostly just pictures hmm. that will give you a window into uh, prison inside of me. Basically, this place was designed to look just like an actual prison. So, you know, there's, there's uh, slots on the door where they put the meals through and the quote-unquote inmates wear jumpsuits. And they're paying to go? Yes, but they haven't committed a crime. They're paying to go there. To be imprisoned. To be imprisoned. And one of the co-founders of, of this, of Prison Inside of Me, said that, that uh, she came up with the idea when her husband, who was a former prosecutor, uh, said about working 100-hour work, work weeks in South Korea, he said, after a stay in the prison, people say, this is not a prison the real prison is where we return to. Hmm. So basically, the idea is people are so stressed out 
And South Korea is known for a very demanding work ethic and academic standards where people are saying, I'm so fried, I'm going to go and I'm going to pay money to be in a prison-like experience where they take my cell phone away, no mobile devices, where they don't let me talk to any of the other inmates, and basically where I'm just locked in a room. Also, interestingly, no clocks. So you, no, yeah. you lose your sense of you time. You lose the sense of time. And basically it's like I have to pay somebody to help save me from myself from all of the crazy amount of stress and distraction that I have in my life. I have to have my phone removed. Um, I can see the appeal of that, sure. that you're forced because we all know that it's good to withdraw from, you know, devices and distractions and stuff. But how often do we have either the time and space to do it or the discipline to do it, whatever it is? I, I can see the appeal of someone being like, nope, now you have to give me that stuff and just be quiet. Yeah. Here's what one uh, inmate said about being in the prison. I shouldn't be here right now given the work I need to do, but I decided to pause and look back at myself for a better life. Hmm. So here's these people. They're paying to go to prison. You wear a jumpsuit. Sounds funny. And at the end of the weekend, they give you a certificate. Hmm. And since 2013, they've had over 2,000 quote-unquote inmates hmm. at prison inside me hmm. in South Korea. Hmm. So is this not a great encapsulation of living in a stressed-out world, Bets? Yes. That people are now saying, we are so stressed out that we're going to pay people to put us in prison. Mm-hmm. We want to have a prison-like experience. Hey, maybe prison is actually better than my life mm. where I'm stressed all the time. Mm. So we've got to deal with our stress in different ways. And one of the ways that I'm seeing more and more that people are dealing with living in a stressed out society is this thing called mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mindfulness is, Bets? Um, I guess I don't know what a technical definition would be I think what would come to my mind is trying to be in touch with how you feel and, you know, trying to be intentional about the way that you're living. And I guess that would be my, my, my take on it. Yeah, I think that that's, that's how many of us would think about it. Time magazine, uh, the, in the August issue of 2016, the cover of Time magazine is Mindfulness, the New Science of Health and Happiness. And it has a woman with her eyes closed, kind of looking up at the heavens. And the idea is peace and serenity. And the idea is, you know, if we just sort of embrace meditation, inner peace, you know, finding your chi or whatever it is, then you can help deal with the stresses of this stressed out world that we live in. Mm. And mindfulness, I'm seeing it more and more. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've noticed it, if you've heard the word. Definitely. I wouldn't, if someone had said to me seven years ago, what's mindfulness? I would have said, I don't know. Says something to do with the mind, mm-hmm. you know that. But now I feel like I see I've seen it enough in our culture that um, I'm like, okay, this this is definitely something that is that is taking off, mm-hmm. and it's a major way that people are dealing with the stresses in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing increases, and in, a lot of times it can go with yoga. Yoga is a form of exercise too, of course, which is different. But yoga, meditation. All these different kind of uh, breathing things, and none of them are necessarily bad per se, but they're all examples of ways that people are seeking to deal with the stress that they have in their lives. Mm -hmm. So 
as we think about being overstressed and being under quiet, that's as Christians, what do we think about mindfulness and what should our what should our response be to being stressed out? I think mindfulness is actually a concept that we find in the Psalms. Hmm. Now, this is where I'm going with this. Um, two of my favorite Psalms are, are Psalm 42 and 43. And remember, um, David is talking to himself and he's feeling low. And he says, why so downcast, O my soul, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him. So when I think of mindfulness, it's almost like analyzing, why do I feel this way right now? Why am I feeling stressed out? Why am I feeling angry? Why am I feeling tense? And that's actually um, an exercise that the Bible points us to because mm-hmm. God wants us to um, to find our rest in Him and to remind ourselves to remind ourselves that no matter how circumstances are making us feel, we don't have to be downcast. We don't have to be stressed. We don't have to. Um, you know, at the end of the day, not that circumstances don't move us this way or that way, but at the end of the day, we know that we can find our ultimate rest in in peace with God. So I think that that's what mindfulness makes me think of is, mm-hmm. you know, digging down beneath the surface of your emotions or how you feel in the moment to say, um, to kind of analyze and say, why do I feel like this? And how can I, how can I turn this into... Um, something more positive. Yeah, Does that make sense? yeah, that's great. It's taking stock of your life, right? Mm-hmm. Taking stock of your emotions, and it's first giving that critical evaluation to why am I feeling the way I feel? Why why am I so stressed out? Mm-hmm. And then what can I do about it? Right. Or from the Christian perspective, rather than just letting the emotion reign and yeah, rule the day. otherwise you're just kind of riding the wave, right? Right. And right. where's the wave going to take me? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it certainly a Christian idea, we can certainly take this idea and say the Bible does call us to be mindful, Mm -hmm. to examine our lives, to bring our our cares and concerns to God. And there's an actually an ancient Christian practice, or we could call it a Christian discipline that has been around for centuries, really from the beginning of the church, that is called solitude. Mm. Some people call it a, a spiritual discipline, just like reading the Bible is a spiritual discipline, prayer is a spiritual discipline, there is a spiritual discipline of solitude. And that's why when we think about being under quiet, okay, which is, you know, of course, a phrase we came up with for this, let's now for a few minutes talk about this ancient Christ- Christian practice of solitude, which is a resource for us, which many Christians, I'm not sure, have thought about or practiced, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So here's how I would define solitude, bets, and I, I would define it a, a few different ways. They're all related. One way I would define it is practicing the presence of God. Mm. So solitude is a very intentional way of going about your day where you are desiring an awareness of the Lord and His presence in an intentional way hmm. that you w- wouldn't otherwise be doing. It is it is seeking God's f- voice. It is seeking His presence. It is it is listening for that still small voice, which is the voice of the Lord. You remember the story of Elijah, where he calls down fire on mm-hmm. Mount Carmel, mm-hmm. right? That's one of my favorite stories of the whole Bible. So it's in Second Kings eighteen and nineteen. 
you have the prophet Elijah, you have the prophets of Baal, and it's one against 400, and God versus the idols. Who's going to win? And you have this dramatic, God calls down the fire, all the prophets are killed, it's this incredible thing, Elijah's on top of the world, and then he's on the run. Because then Jezebel says, I'm going to kill you. And Elijah is just so depressed because he thought God was just going to kind of sweep through and bring revival to Israel. Mm. And instead, God doesn't do that. And so he's depressed. And he goes and he hides in a mountain. And you remember, Bets, how the story goes? He he asks God for an answer, basically. And you remember what God does? Mm-hmm. So first there's, I, I believe it's it's a wind. Yeah. First there's Whirlwind. the wind, mm-hmm. but God's not in the wind. And then there's an earthquake, Mm -hmm. but God's not in the earthquake. And then there's a fire, but God's not in the fire. And then there's the still small voice. Right. And solitude is the practice of hearing the still small voice of God, which you can't hear by definition if there's a ton of noise. Mm -hmm. If Elijah, you know, had had his stereo system cranked up all the way, or if he was running around with a million activities, or if he, he had his earbuds in, all yeah, the time. If he, yeah, if he had his he has his iPhone earbuds in, he couldn't hear the still small voice, and and it's really a powerful story because it's it's God basically saying, look, obviously I can give you the fireworks if I want, I can show up in the fire, I can show up in the wind, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to show up in the still small voice. Hmm which means I want you to practice the presence of God and hear my voice, and you need that inner quiet in order to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we just... There's so many resources available to us, um, to say nothing for the entertainment choices, but there's also just so many, you know, podcasts, for example, and... um, Mm -hmm wonderful music and sermons and and everything else that we can listen to. And those are good things. But are we ever just quiet? Um, You know, I I think because there are so many options, so often there's just noise. Not that it's good or bad, but it's just there's always something. This is something I've been trying to do more and more in the car is just instead of listening to something, which I often do, is just be quiet and be alone with my thoughts. Maybe I move toward prayer. Um, and I'm trying to do that for our kids, too, that they don't always have to have a noise on. Mm-hmm. And um, it's be- a stretch sometimes. Yeah, because if there's always a noise on, that just cultivates that I constantly have to be stimulated or entertained. Or yeah, and maybe your thoughts never wander to things you need to think about. That's right. And, and so you're, you're, you constantly have that noise going. And we should say s- solitude does not mean necessarily that you're in a completely quiet setting, although I do think that often goes with solitude. Solitude is more an inner state of your mind and your heart, but we should see, obviously, the connection between if we constantly have things going. I know for me, a challenge I have is I kind of want to squeak out efficiency out of every single minute. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, I'm in the car. I could catch... 20 more minutes of this podcast. Right. And it's this kind of desire to constantly, like how much efficiency can I possibly squeeze out of one day? And by doing that, I'm missing an opportunity to hear the voice of God, and I'm really not being as efficient as I could be to begin with. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're, so, we're so caught up in the realities that aren't the ultimate realities. Maybe the, maybe the best way you can use your time is to be silent 
And, yeah. you know, we're, we get yeah, so right. caught um, in things that we think are important, maybe we miss yeah, it's because really in the silence, maybe God's going to um, bring to mind somebody I need to pray for. That's right. Or or something important I need to do. Right. Or or, or something or something like that. So that's right. Solitude is a very important thing. I want to give. Um, we're going to share some quotes in a in a few minutes by Richard Foster, who's a very important voice on spiritual disciplines. Let me actually let me just go ahead and read one of them, and I think this is very applicable to all of us. Mm-hmm. He says this: one reason we can hardly bear to remain silent is that it makes us feel so helpless. We are so accustomed to relying upon words to manage and control others. If we are silent, who will take control? God will take control, but we will never let him take control until we trust him. Silence is intimately related to trust. So true. Isn't that so true? You can see that across the spectrum. You know, you can see that in parenting. You can see that in marriage. You can see that just in so many areas of life that so often we think that by our words, we'll be able to control outcomes or, you know, um, but but really our our time would be spent so much more effectively were we to bring it to the Lord and trust that he will um, bring about the outcome. That's right. So in some ways, for example, to go back to my example of trying to squeeze out efficiency out of every minute, and some sometimes and in some instances, that's a lack of, of faith and trust on my part mm-hmm. because I'm not fully committing over to the Lord the different things that I'm called to do, and I'm trying to control instead of having the faith to say, God, you've got this. That's right. And the control leads us back to the place of stress. It does. Feeling like we can manage every outcome, and oh, yeah. that's how we get stressed. What is stress if not the illusion of control? That's right. That, In many ways, that is the definition of what stress is. And if I could add another definition of solitude, I would say this. Solitude is a purposeful waiting on God. Hmm. So in the silence, we are waiting to, with expectation on what God is going to tell us, what he's going to say to us, but we've got to be quiet if we're going to hear that. And let's remember the pattern of Jesus. You know, the Gospels tell us several times, Jesus withdrew to a solitary place and there he prayed. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. he withdrew from all of the people, all of the needs that were before him, but what was really important in that moment was to withdraw. Yeah, and basically the key is... uh, we need to have the solitude in our lives so that for all the moments in our life where we can't have solitude, which we're parents. <laughs> so, we want more solitude oh, than yeah. we get. Oh my goodness. <laughs> there's like a there's like a 13 minute time period in the morning right now where you're running our middle schooler to school and the, our other kids aren't aren't awake and I've learned to just love that 13 minutes. <laughs> Because I know the next kid's going to wake up in 13 minutes after you pull out. And then the jig is up. After you pull out of the driveway. But you know what? We need that solitude so that we are then more loving and present during all those moments of our lives when we are with people. That's right. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Intersect. We're so glad that you listen. And Bets, tell our audience how they can listen. Remember, come uh, check out our show notes. We'll post that YouTube video of the 21 Pilot song, Stressed Out. You'll enjoy watching that. And also um, find us on on iTunes. Um, you can rate our podcast and um, subscribe, leave us a review. That would be great if you could do that. Also email us, intersect at neprez.com with any feedback, any questions that you have. We'd love to hear from you. And remember to check out the show notes, neprez.com slash podcasts, and you can see the show notes. In particular, we'd love for you to see the pictures from the Atlantic article of prison inside me in South Korea. 
Yeah, you might get inspired. Yeah, maybe you'll want to pay for prison <laughs> or maybe you'll want to practice solitude. Either yes. way. Yes. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.